0: Canadians have a new food guide, newly unveiled this morning by Canada's Health Minister, Jeanette Petipa-Taylor. It is based on the idea that eating habits are just as important to our health as the foods we choose. The advice includes eating plenty of vegetables and fruits, eating protein foods, choosing whole grain foods, and making water your drink of choice. The food guide also encourages Canadians to cook more often, enjoy food, be mindful of eating habits, and eating meals with others. It's being well-received by Heart and Stroke, represented today with us by Carol Dumbrow, registered dietitian and nutrition consultant to Heart and Stroke. Carol, thanks for being here with us. My pleasure. What do you
1: like most about this new food guide? You know what? It's great. First of all, it's very visual. So you don't have to worry about the number of servings and the size of the servings that you have. What you're looking at is a proportional plate. So you want half your plate to be uh, plenty of vegetables and fruit. You want a quarter to be protein foods and you want a quarter to be whole grains. It's very simple. It's very visual and it's very accessible. Um, They have Lots of information online and specific information for for different demographics, which is great.
0: I understand it's based on the Brazilian food guide, which is considered the international
1: gold standard. Well, certainly it had a huge influence because it's really helping you... Uh, find out how to eat so it 's it 's more than just the food you eat but it's it's really looking at your habits and what what these habits contribute to the way you eat, for example, cooking at home more often you 're going to eat much uh health healthfully. Um, than if you buy a lot of processed packaged foods. You're going to reduce your sodium, you're going to reduce your sugar, you're going to reduce your saturated fat, which is what this food guide is all about.
0: And this idea of eating meals with others. uh, Presumably a lot of Canadian families have gotten away from that. Uh, I mean, certainly that was all of our experiences as children. We sat down with our moms and dads at the end of the day. Uh, That's what I've tried to do with my kids. But uh, I guess a lot of that has changed because of business schedules and, and both parents working. So there is an emphasis now to getting back to sitting down at a table and having a meal together every day. And why is that so important?
1: Well, it makes a big difference in your food habits, be it young people or old people. You're going to eat better. You're First of all, you're going to plan your meals better. You're going to have um, you know, a, a properly prepared meal rather than standing at the kitchen sink and just grabbing food or just grabbing food in your car or whatever, um, you're, going, you're going to make more of an effort. There's going to be a social aspect to it, which is important. You're not going to be sat, sitting in front of the TV and not paying attention to what you're eating and just eating. So there, there's so many positive uh, benefits to eating meals with others. But isn't
0: it, it good for the soul sometimes if you are, a, you know you do, you live in a family but you find yourself, you're the only one at home on a particular night. Isn't that kind of nice to, to settle in on the couch and have a meal from time to
1: time in front of the TV? Well, that's going to happen without planning. I mean that's that's sort of a given but the more meals we can eat together the the better it is and we should strive to do that be it with friends or with family, um, just make a point of trying to eat meals with others.
0: Let's talk about some of the other changes to Canada's new food guide. Uh, Foods to be consumed less regularly include highly processed foods and sugary drinks, along with
1: 100% fruit juice. That's right. Well, 100% fruit juice has uh, about the same amount of sugar as a Coke. So what they found is, is it's pretty well the number one contributor to your sugar intake. Um, so cutting that out, um, the difference between fruit juice and fruit is that you're going to get fiber. You're going to get more nutrients in that fruit juice. What happens is, and you're going to get less calories. So... When you take oranges and make them into orange juice, for example, you're going to take a lot of oranges to make that glass of orange juice. So you're really increasing the sugar, you're increasing the calories, and it's not necessary. It's much better to eat the whole fruit, um, be it frozen or, or fresh, and uh, get the nutrients that way. So much better to have a whole apple along with a glass of water.
0: Exactly. That's the way they're trying to get us to think. That's right. Uh, and this whole idea of cutting sugar—how much sugar should we be cutting out? Because that's that—that's a bit of an unknown.
1: Well, sugar is complicated, and it's you know, if you look at a nutrition facts table, you'll see that it's based on 100 grams of sugar. But that 100 grams—a a teaspoon of sugar has—is four grams. That 100 grams includes foods that naturally contain sugar. So when you look at the breakdown of an apple, you look at at the breakdown of milk, plain milk or plain yogurt, they all naturally contain sugar. So that is part of your 100 grams. Mm -hmm. You know, the goal is to really reduce reduce your sugar and reduce foods that have added sugar or free sugars which is what is in fruit juice.
0: If you've had an opportunity to look at the new Canada Food Guide and you have a question for our dietitian here today Carol Dombrow, uh, give us a call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Of course this is very good advice, but when we understand why we're being given the advice, it also it resonates so much Better and and so much of this, Carol, is because of the diet-related factors which have contributed to disease in this country. It's it's pretty staggering some of the numbers.
1: It it certainly is, and the difference between eating healthy and not eating healthy, and the and the impact it has on your health is is amazing. So it's certainly worth putting the effort in to to you know it can be simple. It doesn't have to you don't have to spend the day cooking, but even if you know you you make a soup that you can make a big pot of and divide it up and put it in the freezer, and you've got your vegetables, you can have your grains. You pretty well you can have protein and in even canned legumes in there. You've got a full meal. It's always available, and uh, you know you have a healthy meal. So it's really trying to make it simple for yourself but really consider the the aspect of healthy eating as and, part of it. And the
0: education and understanding, according to some information here from Heart and Stroke, unhealthy diets responsible for about 47,000 early deaths in Canada in 2016.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's huge. I mean, it, and it's not necessary. You have control over that, so you can make a difference.
0: What's a good way to get started? Because processed foods are so present in our life, be it from TV commercials, walking down the aisles at the grocery store. How can we change our habits so that we get away from packaged foods?
1: Well, I think to try and move, you know, try and find a couple of simple recipes. If you go to either the Heart and Stroke site, which is heartandstroke.ca, or you go to Health Canada's site, um, looking at the food guide, Heart and Stroke worked directly with Health Canada to come up with breakfast, lunch, and dinner recipes that meet the recommendations of Canada's food guide. Many of them are for two servings. Some are for four servings that can be divided. There's lots of simple recipes. Um, you know, so try something new, even if it's once a week to, to attempt to look at a new recipe, try it, it might become a favorite. And so how doing, does this, sorry, sorry, go
0: ahead. No, it's okay. How, how does this new food guide play into weight loss? Because we know, uh, among the stats, almost one in three Canadian children overweight or obese.
1: Well, certainly by increasing your vegetables and fruit and about between 70 and 80% of Canadians are not getting the amount the of fruits and vegetables that they need to consume in a day. So, eating plenty of fruits and vegetables is going to be a huge help in that because they will satisfy you And they're relatively low in calories. Um, Certainly looking at the uh, proportions of what you're eating. So taking up more of your plate with fruits and vegetables is huge. Cutting down the the size of portions in terms of um, protein portions, is another way to also to reduce your caloric intake but also the other aspect of it especially for kids and for everybody is to be more active so that there's more of a balance. Carol you mentioned calories
0: Uh, is that part of the new food guide how many calories we should be consuming daily?
1: No it it is not because it doesn't tell you specifics we will get as health professionals the there will be uh, uh, health professional information provided in a few months in terms of um, specific servings, etc. But that is more for from a food service perspective. So from a hospital and planning meals in in um, or for um, for the government organizations for hospitals and schools, etc. For the average Canadian, you know, one of the recommendations is mindful eating. So, you know what? Take your time. Eat slowly. Realize when you're full. Give your body time to react to the food that you're eating so that you don't overeat. Staying away from those sugary treats and your baked goods is another way that's going to cut down on on calories and uh, help in terms of having a healthy
0: weight. Now, we've talked about protein, but we haven't spoken specifically about red meat and how much red meat we should actually have. There was a global report that came out last week saying no more than once a week for hamburger. Uh, How does does that uh, recommendation play into the food guide?
1: Well, the food guide is recommending to have more plant proteins, it's not saying not to eat meat. It's not saying not to have dairy. But what it is recommending, one, is that we look at portion sizes, so we have smaller amounts, but also to to try and increase your, pro, your plant proteins. From an economic point of view, it makes a lot of sense. It's very economical to have um, legumes, for example. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. We can all do with a smaller portion. By having more vegetables, it's easier to cut down on your actual meat portion.
0: Right, and my husband and I, I mean, all of us who are 50-plus understand we don't need to eat as much as we did when we were, say, 20-plus or 30-plus. Right. Instead of having that whole strip loin, we now routinely cut it in half and save the second half to make something else the next night. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that helps a lot. And yet you're still still getting the iron, but you're not getting the the heavy concentration of red meat.
1: Yeah, we certainly don't need, you know, that eight-ounce steak anymore. We need much smaller portions and, you know, dividing. I know last night we had, my husband and I had one chicken breast. I made it into a stir fry. It went very far. Right. Because you put in grains and you put in vegetables and, you know, the protein portion does not have to be large.
0: Carol, thank you for your time. You're
1: very welcome.
0: Thank you. Carol Dombrow, registered dietitian and nutrition consultant to Heart and Stroke. And there's more information online at heartandstroke.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.